Hey, it's Justo here from the H2G Radio Network. Have you always wanted to get involved in podcasting? Right now, we're looking to grow our H2G family. So if you want to get involved in podcasting, videography, photography, editing, or producing, contact H2G Radio at justthosebestlive at gmail.com. That's J-U-S-T-O-S-B-E-S-T at gmail.com. H2G Radio Network. By podcasters, for podcasters. Ooh, What's up, no everybody? Hat. Welcome to the Wire Sports Podcast. It is Wednesday, June the 29th. I've made it another lap around the sun. We're going to talk about the NBA Finals, and they are finalized. Uh, and then we have a our first big summer discussion. We're going to do goat wrestling again because there's so many options, and we love it. That and so much more. The Wire Sports Podcast starts right now. First and ten, I'm a legend boy, a champion. They can't match the flows, the X's and O's. I'm breaking the codes, devastation about to unfold. They calling me Derek, by the way y'all roll. Bet you never, ever, ever seen a pro this cold. I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I mix with I am Mike and the great Ali. I'm a running back, believe me, baby. I fathered the game, call me Daddy Brady. I'm like that, try be like this. Sammy so sub, that boy don't miss. It's the return. Return of the greatest Any way you name it I'm everybody favorite I'm bringing the pain And bringing the fire Hey, stay tuned It's going down to the wire Welcome back, everybody I hope you enjoyed your week off Like I did I made it another lap around the sun And I am glad to see my buddies here in the room Uh, How's everybody doing? Happy birthday, man Oh, thank you, thank you Officially, yeah. nobody cares ages exactly <laughs> it's okay, man. you woke oh yeah oh trey put a hat on i was about to say this is the first no hat tray oh yeah he that realized it. <laughs> <laughs> well i'm glad you guys are all doing well um we've got a fun topic in the second half and a real fun topic to start off the nba finals are in the books and uh we'll get into who predicted what in just a minute but the series ended in six with golden state the nba champions with a four to two win over the boston celtics let's get overall thoughts on the series the win uh the whole experience whoever wants to go first We'll start first. Yes, we'll start with Richie. All right. First thing I got to say, best shot for Golden State Warriors is Andrew Wiggins getting his COVID vaccination. That was the best shot. You don't get that? (laughs) Who knows? Um, In all seriousness, what I loved about this was Steph Curry. Um, I've not been critical per se, but everyone always wanted to throw him in and because of his talent and what he's done as a greatest marksman and shooter in the NBA of all time. No, you know, not even close. Um, they want to be like, oh, he's top 10, he's top 10, he's top 10. And it was always for me hard to just be like, you know, because again, 10 is an elite group of people. You know, you're, you're basically getting rid of Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, or Hakeem Olajuwon, you know, to, to put in Steph Curry. So, the one thing I've always been like, man, I don't know. Is he really that dog? Cause he's never won finals MVP, but your boy pulled through finals MVP. So even as the hater that I am, I will put him at number 10. Now he is number 10 right there. Cause mm. he absolutely carried this team. And I mean that like, you know, uh, Sahil will talk about it later. He was talking about how deep the squad is and how ridiculous they are and how, you know, that's what he's talking about the whole playoffs. The squad got everybody, you know, like truthfully, Draymond Green played like garbage, like absolute garbage the whole series. Clay was, you know, once in a couple games, Wiggins was the only one that was pretty consistent. And honestly, Wiggins came in huge in game six, but there's basically Curry and everyone else playing like ass and they still won. And that just goes to show you how well Steph played. Uh, I really like this was like kind of that good opportunity for him because it, it, the narrative has always been he's not this alpha. He took a step back for KD and KD left and then Steph, you know, got injured and they had one bad year and then everyone was, oh, Golden State will never win again. Like, oh my God, they're terrible. They're, they're ass. So for Steph Curry, this is great for his legacy. Um, 
I'm trying to be nice here. I'm not a huge Warriors fan, as we all know on this show. So I wasn't thrilled by this outcome. But uh, I will say, you know, for Golden State, if you're a Golden State fan or you like basketball, it's a great narrative. You know, it would have really sucked if, like, the media trolled him and they gave, like, Andrew Wiggins MVP or something stupid like that. So I'm glad, you know, he, he rightfully has been lights out. Um, even though in the regular season, not so much. He started off hot and then just kind of tapered. But then the playoffs coming off the bench, he's been electric. And he's been electric ever since. And it was a well-earned MVP. And, you know, how do I put this? Boston, even though they're a great team, just didn't have enough in the tank. That, that mythical Golden State third quarter just crushed them. And uh, it, it was cool to see. It, you know, it's this is now officially a franchise that you can view in terms of legacy of, you know, quasi-dynasties, right? We had the Lakers most recently before, you know, after the Bulls. And then people argue San Antonio, the Miami Heat kind of came in there. And now you have Golden State. So that's going to be the discussion that will be fueled over the next couple of years. Is can this team be similar to Chicago and pull off six, et cetera. So um, we'll see about that. I don't want to get into all that stuff, but a uh, great win for Golden State. It was it was strange because everyone played like cheeks and they still won. So that's kind of how scary they really are. Um, go ahead. Okay, I, I, I feel you what you say about Steph Curry, but I'm going to go ahead and say that Steph Curry definitely had the numbers uh, and everyone didn't play like ass, but when they did step up, it was very, I mean, it's hard to explain. Steph Curry put out the numbers, but Clay and Andrew Wiggins came big and big moments in the third and fourth quarter. They had quarters where they all took over. I think uh, Clay would take over in the fourth quarter. Uh, Andrew Wiggins would take over. And uh, like the third quarter where we, he would have defensive stops and Steph would absolutely take over the first half because in the second half, he wouldn't play as well, but he did in the second quarter for whatever reason, Steph would go insane. Um, but shout out to Steph. He absolutely deserved that MVP because he put up the numbers. Um, shout out to Steph Curry for being able to be the star on a team that won a championship. Um, he deserved the first MVP. He finally got one um, because uh, because Kevin Durant absolutely deserved MVP on the other two. Um, but yeah, I mean, shout out to the Warriors. Um, I feel like they didn't beat the best team in the East personally, but they got the job done with the person that was in front of them. So shout out. Sahi, what do you make of the NBA Finals? I know you've been ready to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, this one was... Uh, yeah, I've been waiting a long time. But this one was uh, kind of similar to like when the Lakers played the 76ers in the Finals all those years back. Like, everybody knew who was going to win. Everybody knew who was really going to win. Um, people might have hoped that Boston was going to get there, but realistically, them boys may have a, a prayer. Um, I mean, I was I was spot on the whole playoff, you know? I mean, I rode those dogs. I, I, I seen it. It's just like, yo, um, the Warriors are going to win this whole thing. They're the best team. Besides the Bucks and the NBA, they're the best team. Um, they figured out, like, yo, the way to win a championship is to be a team and to win as a team. Um, and you do that in the NBA. Um, <laughs> um, you, you don't... Uh, what am I trying to say here? You... you you don't just put a bunch of guys together like good guys and, and think they're going to win. You know what I'm saying? That's why you got KD and Kyrie scrambling. You got LeBron over there looking the best. People calling his um, championship the bubble championship. You can't count it. They they barely got some in Miami, but you got to be a real team. And uh, that's what the Warriors are. 
Um, and they won. This is like, did anybody think Boston was going to win? Are they coming out the West next year? Next year? Um, it depends on everybody's healthy uh, during the playoffs. That's what the main thing for the Warriors. Um, the, that's the reason why I can't put Steph in the top 10. What? I can't put him as one of the top 10 best basketball players of all time. I could put the Warriors as a team as one of the best te- top 10, top five teams ever. But when one of those guys goes down, um, they don't make any noise. Clay goes down. That's a very interesting take. I respect that take, though. Yeah, they're, Steph can't carry him. Clay can't carry him. They all carry each other. And Richie said, um, what Draymond Green played like garbage. Like, realistically, he's supposed to in that team. He's supposed to be the one that plays like garbage. Like he's he, he's the he's the garbage he's the trash. Man. That's a, that's an interesting take because I feel the same way kind of about Draymond Green. So however many points that Stephen Clay, how many points, rebounds, and assists Stephen Clay is supposed to combine together to get that they don't get, Draymond Green is the cleanup guy that gets those rebounds, assists, steals, and uh, points. So if he has yeah. a stat line where he has like eight, six, five, and three, like that's what they need specifically to win. But he doesn't do that. You're killing me, guys. He, he does. Oh, he does do that. Guy. No, he, does he do doesn't. That. Y'all are he so does. crazy. Yes, he no, does. Richie's got smoke coming that. out behind the airport. I do. Absolutely <laughs> does that. Everything <laughs> these guys have been saying, I'm completely, you know, either in agreement or I could see the perspective. But this shit needs to stop because this is like the national news. This is what everyone says about Draymond Green. Like people compare him to like, like you know, because they talk about his deep. He's the defensive leader. He's the, you know, yeah. he's the guy that gets people motivated. If he's the great, if he's so great at defense, how come he's literally won one defensive player of the year? And he hasn't even been first team except for that one time. Hell, he's Think only gotten four said. defensive He won all defensive player in a year. Based off of what he and he's never led in steals, blocks, or nothing. He's got defensive player of the year. Just okay, Draymond Green. They always say okay. I, my, one of my favorite podcasts outside of this one is uh, Free Mess uh, on Fridays. Free Mess we, on Fridays. We but came for the innocent. Moment. Michael Rappel. Michael Rappaport. The uh, Rappaport. Mm-hmm. He always says, "If because Dray- Draymond Green is supposed to be this smart, cerebral player, if he's so smart, then how come he can't figure out a way to make more points? It's because he does, if you watch what he does in the game, he passes up a lot of sure baskets in order to get Steph and Clay three-point shots or, or uh, dri- kicks for drives in the lane. That's his role. And it's not, it doesn't look sexy and it's not going to come up on the stack sheet. But he has a lot of hockey assists that turn into buckets. That's just what he is on the floor. You, he's the most uh, outside. Steph is one of the most unselfish superstars there is. Draymond Green is one of the most unselfish players you're ever going to find. Yeah, because he sucks. He doesn't have a choice. What's he supposed to? How can you com- how can you command respect? Like you're gonna do, you're gonna be the yes man to everybody, right? Like when when the best you're really gonna get. Now, don't be wrong. In 2016, in the final, he scored 35 points in Game Seven, and then it's like after that, he was like, you know what? Like that was the best I was ever gonna do. I don't need to try anymore. Check, I did it. I got over 30 points in a game in my life. I'll never try again. Like this guy is like the most overhyped guy on this team. Like to me, yeah, right? Like, don't get me wrong. Hyped. Who hypes him? This who over hypes him over here in Golden State? I promise you. <laughs> here's how people rank. Here's how people: Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and that's why I get disgusted. Disgusted. Oh. Hearing <laughs> that. Could you? Maybe that's because you live there. But I, could you I, imagine? You listen to national media. No one hypes Draymond Green. The most they talk about Draymond Green is when they're talking shit about him and by him and his podcast because of his new media. No, but 
all even the media um, says the same propaganda that he runs the offense this that and the other and it wouldn't be effective without him and this that and the other i'm telling you this would be like if we're talking about the chicago bulls and people are talking about michael jordan being number one most important and then dennis rodman in the last three years being more important than scotty pippen that's how blasphemous and i'm tired of this draymond green talk I'm not saying he's garbage. I'm not trying to imply that, but people act like he's the cog that makes everything else work. And that's just not true. You could throw in so there. many people with his contract that would significantly be more valuable than this but guy is at this point. To, that's kind of going towards Draymond Green. I mean, towards Draymond Green, towards Saeed's point, they all three need each other as a team. No, no, no. If you take if you take Draymond Green off that team and just have Steph and Clay, they don't win. They don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now. It's almost it's if proven. It, it, if I'm gonna say it right now. If it wasn't for Steph Curry, all right, Draymond Green would be the best player in the league. No, absolutely not. You're, it, it, okay, you just, you're trying to do your point. I'm going to need you to stop right now. No, I'm just, okay, I'm just going off what people uh, around Richie would probably say. That is, no. Driving up the radius. That is, around here, he's he's the most beloved around here, even over Steph. And I'm not kidding. But It's, it's not even close. It, it's more because of his mouth than his play. Because he's honest. And he talks... Shit, and if you're in the Bay Area, like Oakland, and you're talking that ish, they can appreciate it. And especially if you're going to bracket it up with wins, because he's talking that stuff, and he's backing it up because they won. So he can talk the stuff that he wants to talk because he got No, he can't yeah, talk the yes, stuff. He, he ain't can. doing nothing. He ain't yeah, doing he nothing. But they don't see it that way. And a lot of people don't see it that way. Draymond does a lot that does un- some and that's okay because you know what? Me. The, because the only place that he's going to get away with doing what he does is in Golden State. That's it. Yep. He, he's tied to Golden State for the rest of his career. Jamon Green is a lifer at Golden State because he can only do what he does in Golden State with what he has. That's it. Yep. If you put him on another team to be an All Star, that's not happening. I can guarantee that. But in Golden State. He's got what two, two or three all stars. He has three all stars. Three all stars based off of what numbers? As a four, as a small, point. as a small forward, as a small forward in this NBA, he's gone to three all stars based off of what numbers? Small forward is the position in the league now. Is the position premier? LeBron James, KD, Paul George, uh, slash Kawhi. Uh, like that's the premier position. Andrew Those Wiggins. Are your, Andrew Wiggins. These are your all stars. These are your You're starting all star. These are your <laughs> starting all stars. He's gotten three all star or appearances off of that position. Doing what? Because people respect what he does, and that's the coach's choice. The coach's choice. Well, to get in, sure. But I mean, not the, the it's the it's the NBA coach's choice. He's not a starter, but he's the NBA yeah. coach's choice at the three, based off of what he does. Well, he's, he's one of three at the three. Yes, yes. He definitely sparks conversation. We can say that much <laughs> uh, because he's so polarizing. Because like, because here's my point. Even if you don't watch the sport, listen to the guys. They keep saying, "Don't look at the numbers." I promise you he's good. Look right? At the numbers. <laughs> so it's just well, it's like a paradigm. He's unique to this team as they said you put him on another team and he's just truly garbage and i agree in golden state it's like the special recipe that works i don't think anyone's disputing that i'm just saying people like overhype how how effective and how useful he is to this team and it drives me nuts because it's like with the money they're paying this guy they could get somebody that's more like all around maybe not as good of a defensive player but you could easily get somebody who's still going to do what they need to do on that side in addition to more offense not that they really need it you're i'm just tired gonna, of this guy get him out of here you're not going to get someone who is that communicative on offense and drives the team as he does based off of what he knows about this team you're just not he knows this team inside and out he's been there 10 years Think about what he's done. He's been there 10 years. He knows exactly what buttons to push on Clay and Dre to get them going. 
He knows exactly what this team needs and the specific fights. He does not score all that time, but there are times where he can get it done. He's going to block. He's going to block shots to each side. He's going to take on the best uh, outside. Well, not, not anymore, but he used to take on the best offensive player. Now that's Andrew Wiggins. He's going to. He's the. He's the focal point of the offense, especially when Sketch starts running off the screen. I mean, he does a lot for this team that goes unsung, but it's specifically for this team. And Draymond's the only person that can give you that because no one else knows this team like Draymond Green. Now, I agree with everything you said before Andrew Wiggins came into town, but now that they have him, they don't really you take Draymond Green off this team. They're still not. They're not going to win without because I mean, so, he so has to put I'm Andrew hearing. Wiggins in the place. What I'm hearing is Draymond Green is the uh, the Lowry season saw in Golden State. <laughs> Goes on everything. He's I can't. A Lowry, he's a season pep. Uh, he's, that, he's, that, he's that complete seasoning that you need. Oh, yeah. The original Creole seasoning. What was that? Uh, Tony uh, something. Anyway, um, yeah. So <laughs> thanks, Draymond Green, for giving me another point here. <laughs> um, what we want to do next is I want your guys' uh, biggest highlight. Your, if you had to pick a highlight of the, the finals. Um, and on the flip side of that, while you're giving me your highlight, why don't you give me your biggest letdown or disappointment from the finals let's start with Sahi. he's he's been waiting patiently. all right my biggest letdown of the finals was ben simmons not playing with the net and them facing off against the 76ers in the eastern conference finals i wanted that so bad kyrie irvin kevin durant when he's not on the Warriors, it's such a letdown. And I'm sick of those uh, cats saying, oh, yeah, you know, it's not about winning. It's just about going out there and playing basketball and doing my best. And mother, like, man, this ain't the YMCA. This is the professional basketball league. People put their emotions and shit into this. People put their time, their energy, they stay up late. They, they wake up the next morning tired as hell going to work to watch y'all play. You know what I'm saying? Start giving it y'all off. Stop being baby back bitch, all right? Um, but um, my that's my biggest letdown. My biggest... Um, greatest moment of the finals um man I don't my greatest moment was seeing the, the stuff get two games like I predicted you know they needed to go home with something I wish it would have won seven games we would have had more games to watch um and maybe a real great moment would have happened 30 seconds left. Draymond Green steals it. Does the Barkley elbow, calls timeout. <laughs> Steph Curry, 15 seconds left from half court for no reason. It goes in. Oh, they win. You know? But um, yeah, just seeing the Celtics get two games off, that was probably the greatest moment because the Warriors should have swept them. All right, all right. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. Um, I'll start with high and then low, because that's what you were saying earlier. And he already went low high. <laughs> Highlight for me was game four, Steph Curry. He had 43 points. Um, that was that was huge, because that was like, at that point, the Celtics, to clarify the narrative, Celtics are up 3-1, or 2-1. If they win that game, they're up 3-1. This was like they had to get this back and get steel home court back. And he absolutely carried the carcasses of everyone else and scored 43 points. And that changed the series. That put him 2-2. And honestly, that's when Wiggins started helping Steph in game five and game six. Um, low point, I would just have to say not one particular game, but Jason Tatum overall. You know, Jalen Brown was stepping up. And, uh, you know, Sahi had mentioned about Jason Tatum needing to take that next step. And he'd been playing well. Oh, he even outclassed Giannis with a, without, 
uh, what's his face, Chris Middleton. But then he gets to the NBA Finals. Here's his opportunity, 23 years young. You know, they call him, you know, like basically he's like the light mamba. And he absolutely played like ass. So um, that would be the low light, in my opinion. I think when you're the superstar of a team, um, you can't lay a goose egg like that. Right. You can't be you can't be scoring on like 32 percent efficiency from the field goal range. You can't have like 16 point performances. That's just not going to get it done. It's just not. Jalen Brown was balling. And, you know, we can get into all the drama about he basically he's been liking a lot of tweets saying Jalen Brown's under underappreciated on Twitter. And, you know, Jason Tatum's overrated. He also liked one of those. So ooh, there could be some Boston drama this summer. But, um, you know, Tatum being supposedly one of the future superstars of this league, laying, laying an egg like that, it's disappointing, but uh, it is what it is. Steph played great. Jason played bad. High, low. Very good. Very good. And Trey, take us to the half. What's your high moment and low moment from the NBA Finals? And you are on mute. My home moment is going to be a little different. Uh, my home moment was Joker having the the Joker carrying the Nuggets throughout the season and through the playoffs. If Joker didn't prove that he's one of the best players in the league this this season, then I don't know what he can do to prove that he's one of the best all-around players in this league. He deserves the two MVPs that he's got. Absolutely. Um, he can't put up any more numbers. He lost Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. Those are their two top scores, and he still carried them through the regular season and through the playoffs. So I just, I'm just glad that Joker got to prove that he deserved absolutely every adulation that he's getting. Um, so that was a high point, a low point. Um, the low point was that the Grizzlies didn't go all the way. I think that would have been very exciting. I'm glad the Warriors won, but the Grizzlies are one veteran away from being the team in the Western Conference this year. That they were one key veteran away from being uh, in the uh, 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 Western Conference Finals players. I think they have the attitude, they have the excitement, um, and they're just fun to watch all around. So that was the low point. I would have greatly loved to see them versus like Miami or them versus the Celtics. Like I feel like those would have been like dog fights and it would have been fun to watch. All right. Well, you heard it here, folks. Let us know what you think about Draymond Green, about the finals, uh, your highs, your lows in the comments and review uh, sections for you audio folks out there. This is the Wire Sports Podcast on the H2G Radio Network. When we come back, we're going to jump into a fun conversation about greatest wrestler of all time we've talked about it before but we're gonna talk about it again don't go anywhere this is the wire sports podcast we'll be right back hey it's justo here from the h2g radio network have you always wanted to get involved in podcasting right now we're looking to grow our h2g family so if you want to get involved in podcasting videography photography editing or producing contact h2g radio at just those best live at gmail.com that's j-u-s-t-o-s-b-e-s-t at gmail.com h2g radio network by podcasters for podcasters Welcome back to the Wire Sports Podcast here on H2G Radio Network. Folks, uh, you heard the ad, so I'm not going to remind you, but do let us know if you want to get involved and make sure you're checking out our other shows. We got Free Mess on Fridays, True Crime for the Innocent Mind. We've got uh, Andrew and Justin's Actors Breakdown, and of course, The Wire every Wednesday. Let's get into it. We uh, vaguely on our last episode got into some wrestling discussion. And uh, that was all because of my left field decision to go with uh, uh, John Cena for most influential. So um, we are going to do greatest wrestler of all time. I've got my sound sharing on. Whoever wants to start, 
Um, you'll make your case. I'll try to time the uh, the music at the right time. Uh, but then, yeah, state your case. We can discuss it as a group about how great or not great people think that individual is. And then, uh, yeah, we'll go to the end. And we want the viewers to let us know whose case stands the strongest uh as far as go or if you've got a different one of course we'd like to know in the comments so who wants to get the ball rolling that's the question i'll, I'll start it off okay all right all right so when we're talking about the greatest wrestler of all time i told the guys uh pre-recording um i was a little it was a little toss-up because there's so many wrestlers that i admired growing up Starting with, you know, uh, Rick, Lex Luthor, Amazing Warrior, you know, The Rock, Austin 316. But when I'm talking about the greatest wrestler of all time, I personally went with Hulk Hogan. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Everybody get a heart Oh, yeah. Everybody getting the heart off. Everybody. Everybody. I mean, it's a, Hulk Hogan is like a childhood superhero that wasn't a superhero, but he was just great anyway. Like, I don't even know. What the, when he took the giant and body slammed him, like, whoa. Whoa. He was instantly the most strongest man in the world, period. Like, I don't know. Between the amount of money he's brought in, between his character just in general, between his uh, reality TV, he's one of the first pioneers of the reality TV side, like everything. Hulk Hogan goes down as one of the great, for me, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. He ushered in The Rock. He ushered in Austin 316. He brought that character to life and everyone believed it like when you thought when people said that wrestling wasn't real he was the first one to be like you kidding me this is what i've been for period he's so popular that he made his kids famous <laughs> all right all right well you know i i will weigh in briefly i i could agree with a lot of the things you said um to me, the GOAT, I will say on the, the Hexmart side of this, the GOAT, um, one could argue, not saying that I'm necessary. well, I'm kind of arguing. You got to have the same reputation maybe in and out of the ring. Um, <laughs> for lack of a better Dude, watch nobody cares. <laughs> watch what you say on the radio. No, uh, yeah, fantastic. I remember watching Hulk Hogan. Uh, in all of his phases and um honestly was excited to see him back at wrestlemania when that happened and uh the the hulkamania uh was running wild through my house so yeah i like the pick i like the pick trey anybody anybody want to weigh in we want to move I on i mean i'll go next why not you want to do yours next yeah i'll do mine next okay, okay. so first of all I've got to preface this to to the audience. I've done this a billion times already <laughs> through all of our incarnations of this question, and it's always been Ric Flair, Ric Flair, Ric Flair. So for the sake of argument, I have to do someone else. But I got to give shout outs to my boy Ric Flair. 4,927 matches at a 51% win rate. And this is what's more impressive about him. And this is always why I say he's the GOAT, is that he's willing to lose a lot he went on his back a lot to elevate people like sting and to give them opportunities to make them look equal to him and also the 16-time world champion rick flair so uh in addition to that was as we mentioned the rock stone cold steve austin has the coolest theme song and one of the biggest superstars of all time and especially in my generation but i also have my goat trey entered his goat before my goat, but my goat is coming up next.
theme song says it right there. Biggest icon wrestler. Now, we've already talked about him, but we're going to go back one more time because I also agree that Hulk Hogan is by far, without a doubt, the other Gopa Centric player. <laughs> 2,098 matches. He's won 75%. So some people may look at that as, oh, he's not, you know, he always wins and he doesn't help people and elevate them. He doesn't need to. He's Hulkamania. What are you talking about? He runs wild on everybody. This is a man who wrestled for over 30 years and had two gimmicks, one of which was for 27 of the 30 years. He didn't need to make gimmicks. He didn't need to try to reinvent himself. He is the baseline. He is Hulk Hogan. People compare Stone Cold Steve Austin to Hulk Hogan on who's better. Is Stone Cold better than Hulk Goldberg, Hulk Hogan? No, no, Undertaker, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan is the true standard. Now, the, the wrestling elitist love Ric Flair because, oh, he gave back to the community. Who cares about giving back to the community? This is about the Hulkamaniacs. That's what this is about. This is about the greatest champion, the guy with the biggest arms in the industry. And let's not forget the best heel turn of all time. He's a guy who didn't need to do it. He didn't need to do that. He was Hulk Hogan, the biggest name in wrestling. When you think of at least American wrestling, the first person you think of is Hulk Hogan. Like. I don't care about Ric Flair. I'm not saying it that way. The fact of the reality is Hulk Hogan, most popular wrestler of all time. He's the biggest name. Not even close. He's been in movies everywhere across the board. And he made turning heel cool. He found a way to completely just be the best villain wrestling's ever seen. Outside of maybe you could argue Vince McMahon's arc. But I mean, in a three-year window, getting people to cheer him to flicking him off, throwing trash in the, the, the ring. Everybody hated Hulk Hogan and he just wouldn't lose. That's my point. That's what made him the best heel ever. 75% win rate. This guy wouldn't lose even when you wanted him to lose. He just look you in the face and say, Hulk Hogan, you think this guy, I'm gonna job to him? No, not happening. It wasn't until Bill Goldberg came along that he was so popular for that little moment that Bill Goldberg was able to get the belt. But it didn't matter because Kevin Nash beat him. And then Hulk Hogan took it from Kevin Nash the very next night because he's Hulk Hogan and he puts over nobody. So when you know nobody is ever beating him, how can you say anybody's better than him? He's Hulk Hogan. The Rock and Hulk Hogan had a WrestleMania match and it was supposed to be a passing of the torch. Hulk Hogan was the heel, as we call it, the bad guy. And The Rock was the face. And what did Toronto do? They started booing The Rock and cheering Hulk Hogan. It didn't even matter that he was the villain. It didn't matter that he was the heel. It didn't matter that they're supposed to boo him. You can't boo Hulk Hogan. He's the best. He's the GOAT. It's indescribable. This man is the Mount Rushmore. All four heads are Hulk Hogan. That's what it is. Anybody else that says like Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, John Cena, Ric Flair, they're just nerds who really talk about technical bullshit. Nobody cares about that. CM Punk, Hulk Hogan, if I ask 10 people who CM Punk is, maybe one person says, yeah, I knew who that guy was. He I knew who that guy that. was. <laughs> he wrestled for like 10 years. Nobody cares. Hulk Hogan wrestled before you were born. Hulk Hogan's still more relevant than any of the guys currently, and he hasn't wrestled in 10 years. Hulk Hogan, tried, they tried to cancel him because he said some nasty things, and he said the N-word, but he's Hulk Hogan, and he's going to get away with it, unfortunately, because he's Hulk Hogan, and he puts over nobody. He does a fake apology, and everyone moves on with life. That's why Hulk Hogan can't be defeated. If he could be racist and still get away with it, who, who can stop this man? Nobody. He is the GOAT. For that yeah, reason alone. About all about that. Oh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> Hulk Hogan didn't know Mason. <laughs> I'm, I'm turning. I'm turning a very dark corner. <laughs> I'm turning a very dark corner in satire. But nonetheless, <laughs> Hulk Hogan is the goat because nothing. It doesn't. He's Hulk Hogan. You'll forgive him because he's Hulk Hogan, and he's just an old fossil at this point. All right. All you have to do is hear either of those theme songs, and that boa comes out, and he's got the shades on, and you're a Hulkamaniac. It's that simple. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, you, you, like, like Trey said, you even forget all the stuff he's done because you just hear that theme song and you just, like, you know, Pavlovian. You just start drooling. You hear the bell, you're ready to eat. That's what happens. It's Hulk Hogan, the goat. 
Sahi, you want to weigh in on it uh, or you want to just move on to yours? How, how you feeling? I already gave a little bit of weigh in on it. Um, here's my way in. Both of y'all went with Hulk Hogan. <clears throat> uh, Richie, you kind of told on yourself during that spiel. You said Hulk Hogan's the most popular wrestler of all time. And that's pretty much it. You know what I'm saying? It stops right there. He was a great wrestler, great performer and all that. But as far as the greatest wrestler, hell no. Um, Hulk Hogan, what... What did he? Ha- what was his move? The uh, choke slam or something? No leg drop. Like his big leg. <laughs> he just dropped it right. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, the dumbest. Leg drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that's all he had to do. Like that's not being creative. That's not a figure four. It doesn't get. That's a not pop. a torture rack. You know, the rock has the people's the elbow. He had the rock bottom. The people's elbow. It's the elbow. Don't tell me. When you was at recess and y'all was play wrestling, somebody was on the jungle gym or the monkey bars. Somebody did this. Listen, People do that in the pool. Everybody you know, the dives in the pool. But really being honest, everybody wanted to do the diamond cutter or the or the, the DET. Or the Stone Cold Stunner. That's what everybody wanted to do, which is essentially the same move. Yeah, well, that's the ones you could practically do. The uh, the Jericho one, that was the most popular. <laughs> well, the Jericho. What, what was that move? Well, yeah. You get the leg, you turn them over. And, ah, and I remember doing <laughs> that as a kid. But Draymond, even we talked about him earlier, Draymond Green. He, he does the people's elbow before anybody comes into the lane. <laughs> Every time. That's that's one of the most iconic moves. I don't know what y'all was talking about. Um, but Hulk Hogan though, uh, uh, yeah. that's a mid choice. He top five. He top five. Okay. But right. uh, who's your goat? Yeah, transition right in. Um. Now, when you want to talk about the greatest wrestlers of all time, you got to talk about the greatest promotion of all time. Um, And it's not the WWF, WWE. Um, It was a short-lived wrestling promotion, but they had all of the heavy, heavy, heavy hits. All right? Hulk Hogan was there for a time. Kevin Nash. Trey, you brought up a move, the uh, the Diamond uh, Page, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, Razor Ramon. You got the Steiner Brothers. You got, who else? You got Goldberg. Um, who else did you have? So many count. Ric Flair. You know what I'm saying? The goats of wrestling all wrestled in this promotion. And this the WCW, all right? You know what I'm saying? The WCW had the greatest wrestling promotion of all time Monday Night Nitro come on now and the one wrestler that reigned supreme over all of them in that organization because for the most part of his career he would only wrestle for this promotion they tried to get him to WWE he said I I ain't going to that trash can of a promotion they just barely survived and yeah they got Al Michaels where they got Triple H um, Undertaker. They got a few guys, The Rock, but as Al far Michaels, as you mean stars, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, whatever. His I name think Al is. Michaels was sitting with John. <laughs> Al Michaels <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> on Monday night. There we go. <laughs> yeah, good, good wrestlers, forgettable guys, but the greatest wrestler of all time. You, you guys got to give it up. You know what I'm saying? It's you know what I'm saying. I wish I could come down for the rap. Wait, did you change it? <laughs> Is that who you wanted still? Yeah, Sting. Oh, that's not Sting. Well, that, that was Stone Cold. You changed it. That was Stone Cold. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> that's what I was like, he was talking about WCW. Wait, wait, wait. I was confused. You didn't give him the Stone Cold. All right, go. <laughs> Got you. Oh, jeez. 
Thanks. I, I guess my choice is Stone Cold. No, no, no. That's okay. <laughs> that was your pre-show choice. That's okay. That's okay. There we go. Oh God! Here comes Sting. Sting. I'm not gonna lie. Sting was a bad mother. Shut your mouth. Good choice. All right, sorry, sorry about the the mix up there. Whoever's running around here just doesn't. I'm not gonna lie, Stone Cold, Stone Cold, and The Rock got me in a lot of trouble in middle school. That's right. Yeah. I mean, when I that remember, glass shatters, yeah. man, nothing like. It. I mean, I remember going to class and tell them, asking my teacher a question, and they'd be like, "It doesn't matter." <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get attention right now. Okay. So, those guys, some of the most popular guys, for sure, for sure. But Sting, man, the face paint coming in, whooping ass. He was a WCW World Heavyweight Champion six times. He, you know what I'm saying? Comeback of the year, match of the year. He done all it. Tag team matches um, that was voted. Matches of the year. He was he got inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2016. This guy has been everywhere and done it all. Um, do y'all research? Um, the WWE a promotion he didn't even wrestle for, but four times he did wrestle there four times. Four matches put him in the Hall of Fame. All right, that should just tell you how great of a wrestler he was. They Grammy also award WCW. <laughs> Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> so, you're right, though. That is that is correct. I think he, he. I think his Hall of Fame may may recognize his WCW career, but I'm not sure. Because it's got to. Yeah. It's got to because he he was that he was that dude over there. He carried that promotion. Um. You know what I'm saying? And they had all those uh, heavy hitters like I was talking about earlier. Um, but for me, um, once once uh, the WCW went down, I kind of went down the rest. Um, but Sting was the man, He's greatest wrestler of all time. Still wrestling AEW, I do believe. Uh, yep. I, I can't believe you named a bunch of WCW greats and you you, you didn't put Bam Bam Bigelow in there. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! Don't leave my, my my man Bam Bam out of it. All right, does anybody want to rebuttal Sting? As a how do you rebuttal Sting outside of the fact that Hulk Hogan is the man who carried the Monday Night Wars? But uh, Sting Sting is WCW. When you think of WCW, it's not Ric Flair, not Hulk Hogan. I completely concur. Sting was that company guy. Uh, legend. He, he wrestled in TNA for like 10 years after. He did not go to WWE, as he mentioned. He went to WWE briefly, and now he's still wrestling at like age 60 and AEW. He is definitely easily a top five. Uh, Sting's a great choice. I, I mean, yeah. WCW, when I think of WCW, I think of the Ultimate Warrior more than anything, because when I was young, when I was a kid and I was watching it, I just remember like the purple, yellow, like with the, I wanted, I tried to wrap, I tried to tie like strings around my biceps. <laughs> like, I mean, that was just, you know what I mean? Like it was just growing up in WCW, it was the Ultimate Warrior, Lex Luthor, and Hulk Hogan. And then when I saw Hulk Hogan body slam the giant, like that was, I don't know. I didn't think anybody was able to pick the giant up, let alone body slam. That was <laughs> crazy. Well, I did a lot of thinking, and we even had a week off, so I got some extra time to think. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, if you're talking about goat wrestlers, there's a lot of qualities you could be thinking about. You could be thinking about ruthless aggression, like I brought up on the last episode. You could be thinking about the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. You could be thinking about what it takes to be a goat. Maybe is a little Latino heat. 
you could be thinking that you need to be a real American. You could be thinking maybe, maybe you even need to be a beast. Maybe you even need to be the head of the table. But what you really need to be to be the greatest wrestler of all time is a phenom, baby. <laughs> oh, shit. My lighting effects. <laughs> I plan this out. I plan this out. <laughs> Don't worry, audience. Ignore what he just said. Yeah, I know you're mostly just... The production team is fired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't have WWE here. To the Undertaker, man. The Phenom. Uh, he is and forever will be the one that I emulate uh, when we play wrestling, which I'm at 32. I'm running out of people to do that with. Um, he's got 2,391 matches. 21 WrestleManias. Might I add that until the heavy push for Brock Lesnar, uh, he was undefeated at WrestleMania. He was feared. Uh, he had some of the best gimmicks of all time. And regardless, uh, he he like he was the super. He was the ultimate heel, the face heel, the the heel that everybody loved. I can't think of a lot of times in his career where people wanted to hate him uh, as a heel. And uh, let's see, he championship-wise, between the WWF slash E, he had the championship, WWE or WWF championship, four times. He had the World Heavyweight Championship three times. He even had the Hardcore Champion uh, and the World Tech Team Championship six times. You have the storyline with Kane. You've got Paul Bearer and the Urn. You've got the American Badass. And you even have Mark Calloway, who should not be still trying to put on matches after the beating he's put uh, on himself for all of these years, still with some pretty impressive production value uh, in these cinematic matches. Honestly, a lot of people hated on him. I thought they were pretty cool. It got me like back into my childhood watching some of his videos um and then of course for me just just the icing on the cake the era that i watched probably the most religiously and um richie you'll have to correct me if i'm wrong i think this happened at the nutter center he threw mankind off of hell in the cell through a table <laughs> i mean that was just the uh wrestling moment that sticks out in my head when someone says wrestling's fake and i want to say but and then I think of mankind falling like two and a half stories through a damn table. And uh, he's an A-class human person. Uh, he's very involved with uh, other wrestlers' careers. Um, and he's even, you know, I watched an interview once that said, you know, he may have even taken, uh, he's heavily inspired by MMA. He may have even taken a different path if it was as popular when he was getting into the game. But for a man's character, with the exception of the American Badass, and I don't know if that was his decision or the pr promotion's decision to, to switch. His decision. It was his decision. Okay. He was bored of it. He was bored of his character at that point. He'd been uh, doing yes. it for 15 years. And it would have, it would have. We're talking about Dude Love? <laughs> no, we're talking about the American Badass Undertaker mm. when he was riding the motorcycle for like two years. Like, oh, yeah. it, it, it was his um, what are the what, midlife crisis, right? Yeah. Like, it was not, not great. <laughs> it was, it wasn't he was, the, the he was playing rolling out to Limp Biscuit music. Enough said, let's move on. Limp Biscuit had its moment, Limp Biscuit had its moment. All of that being said. The character, all these years later, in 2022, he started his career in, what was it, 87? No, before that. Does it say 67? I think it was 87. Really? Uh, let me bring it closer to you. Me. sure? Getting old. Uh, it says from his wrestling 74? debut in 87, that does seem a little late. Maybe um, WWF debut. Yeah, maybe I don't think that was his. WWF. Yeah. Um, with, with them. 2,391 matches. The character still rings, and I, I don't care who you are. If you're at an event, 
if you're watching it with the lights off in a basement, you hear you know the lights go off in the you, stadium. You know who that is. <laughs> yeah, there's no mistake. I, absolutely. I just want to see him come up from a coffin like he used to. Boom. Oh. Gotta love the Undertaker. That's my case, and I'm sticking to it. Wrestling is entertainment personified, and I loved it. And I don't care what anyone says about it. It definitely took up a solid five to six years of my life undeterred. Sure. Here's what I have to say about The Undertaker. Greatest guy who made a gimmick that shouldn't have worked, work, for sure. Best longevity in any industry, 30 years in one industry as an athlete and the physical toll they take. Um, he tight walked the rope. All the time. Yes. <laughs> like a that. Seven, a seven-foot seven man. Tight walk the rope. Like, that was... Like, I thought... I was like, that's impossible. There's no... Who does that? By God! Yeah. <laughs> Continue, Richie. Sorry. No, that's okay. All I was going to say is when The Undertaker and Hulk Hogan had their first match, Undertaker, Tombstone Hogan turned around and Hogan got up immediately and booted him in the face because he's Hulk Hogan. He doesn't job to anybody. But no, no, no. I mean, honestly, The Undertaker is a great pick. Uh, I, I love the Sting pick as well. I had no clue Trey was going to be wise and pick Hulk Hogan. That was not intentional that we both picked Hulk Hogan. But I mean, what are you going to do, brother? Macho Man would have been another one who missed the list, unfortunately. We all love the Macho Man. I'm sure there's a million more we could we could do a shout out. Maybe next one we got to do kind of like, you know, like your top five. That way we can kind of throw yeah, some more guys it. in. Yeah. It's, it's really challenging, you know, because like, and I, and I think we were all just talking about it briefly at the time. It's hard. You know, you can't really argue this guy can't be number one. You know, who's going to argue Sting can't be number one? Who's going to argue Undertaker right. can't be number one? Who's going to argue the Hulk Hogan can't be number one? So, I mean, it's really tough. I think a top five would be uh, fun down the road because then we can kind of at least yeah. have some analysis. Analysis, Like, for instance, I already know this guy over here, Justin. This, this guy is literally... Like, he's your alternative music guy, right? Everyone's like, here's your top 40. And Justin's like, no, 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 no. That's too mainstream, you know? <laughs> My top five is going to be like Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jarek. He's going to throw in all these Based other off names. of what they could do athletically. Yeah. Right, exactly. He's like, the ring technician, Dean Malenko. Right. I'm expecting this kind of stuff out of Justin. So. I'm going to say I'm the looking forward based to off it. of what he turned his career into. Sure, I, I mean, to, I mean, honestly... I'd love to do tag teams or maybe sure. moments at some point too, because yeah, I it'd be fun. You, aside no. from mankind dropping whatever that is, two stories or whatever. And it was in uh, Pittsburgh, by the way, not the Nutter Center. The yeah, I, I watched the documentary and I, I was like, oh, God, that looks like the Nutter Center. <laughs> um, they did wrestle a lot at the Nutter Center back in the day. They did. Um, That's yes. also where Rice State beat Butler, and I remember that game. I was there. <laughs> but the- Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels made up in the Nutter Center. Oh, yeah. mm. The uh, I, this wasn't at the Nutter Center, but one of the moments that sticks out, and then we'll, then we'll move into plugs. Uh, the tag team series between the Hardys, uh, Edge and Christian, and the Dudley Boys. Will forever be one of my favorite the Dudley things. Boys. I go wow. and I watch those those matches over and over, and it was a shit show. There's you can't even pay attention to. It. It's like one guy's about to die, and then the next second, Spike Dudley does die, and then like <laughs> I was, I saw him on TV the other day, and I'm like, I was sure he went through nine tables and never came back out, but mark i'm a mark maybe, right. maybe we'll do a wrestling episode and, and just then, have a bunch yeah. of topics who knows yeah. we could do it's that. the wire baby we can do anything and it's summertime <laughs> well, it is there's not much to talk about besides yeah. baseball baseball oh yeah i guess uh if you guys go ahead oh you want to talk hockey well, well, hockey just ended. yeah the avalanche is one avalanche beat the lightning lightning almost won three peat so the lakers are still the last franchise to three peat Ooh. Maybe I'll have to forget it, Tampa. <laughs> Tampa's, not, Tampa's. I really wish my uh, my 
uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights could have won one of those, but you know, whatever. We're cool. Well, I keep forgetting they're a thing. To be honest, I'm so you behind can forget their thing. Oh my god, it is a thing out here. Seriously, I believe you. I believe I you. Mean, it's just I mean, like I'm just so far removed from hockey that I forget LA even has a hockey team. I, oh, it's okay. it's and it's weird because I didn't even really get to hockey. I remember when uh, the Hurricane came came as a franchise. They played at the Cumberland Coliseum when I was a kid. And I used to go to the club because the tickets were basically free. We would go and watch them. But when I moved out here, the, since we started, when they started winning, and they their first year, like it became, it was like a, I can't even describe the energy out there. But everybody became a hockey fan, from your trap stars to yeah, your, to yeah, they're your, huge. Yeah, I mean, it was a thing. Everybody was were meeting at the local PTs, which is the local bar around here, and everybody was. High five, and it, it was a really weird and fun energy when the Knights came out here. And, and hockey, I always said that they have like one of the best finals and trophies in any sport. But it yeah, was a really fun cool. time. It, it really was a really fun time. Well, we'll have to. All I gotta say, I got one thing to say before you plug. Go ahead. Fuck Las Vegas. They're about to steal the A's from us too, man. I'm sorry, I can't take I it hope anymore. So we already so lost then the we Raiders. A- about to lose the A's. We got a Raider, we got a football team, we got a, a professional women's basketball team, we got a hockey team, we need a, a professional basketball team and a professional baseball team, and we're set. We <laughs> just don't have water. We don't know how to, I don't know. <laughs> we just don't have any water. I don't know how we're going to figure that out. <laughs> how are we going to keep all these athletes? They don't alive. care about the Hoover Dam. They're like, nah, that ain't nah. it. If anybody's, uh, this is my uh, PSA. Go look at what's happening to Lake Mead. It's atrocious. It is. It's crazy. Send Trey water. Uh, yes, Trey. please send us water. We need water. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is the Wire Sports Podcast. We'll find something fun to talk next week. I know uh, in the coming weeks, uh, Jake Paul's got a fight, I think, is either signed or about to be signed. Uh, everybody wants him to fight a real fighter, so we'll see what happens there. Um, and yeah, we'll get into some more of these greatest talks. Maybe we'll get into. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, the guys, if you, if there's any baseball you want to talk to me this week, let, let me know because otherwise I'm going to find some fun topics and we're going to Well, I mean, we should talk about Otani, I feel like, at some point. It's long overdue. Otani, yes. Let me write it down. Absolutely. Write it down, please. He's, he's, he's a professional big little leaguer for some reason. <laughs> he he literally is like, you, you hear about Babe Ruth's like, stuff and he's doing it and nobody seems to, because people don't watch baseball. They're not realizing this guy's insane. But like still pitcher, yeah. slugger, like oh, yeah. fleet, you know, everything. He's he's all a, we yeah, talked he's about him one time. He he's a real insane. little leader. The biggest kid on the field who's a, a pitcher and the power hitter. And no one seems to be, it's, which no, is crazy. We'll give he him pitched the no hitter through eight innings. And then he also hit in the, the previous game, hit two home runs that were like, were like three, like three run shots. So he hit six, Six runs off two home runs, and like eight, eight, like his pitching game. The next game, like eight innings of no hits. Like this dude is literally. It's like you know when you played video games and you put the game on easy and you really just wanted to dominate. That like that's what this guy's doing. Like he, like he's saying, it's just it's not fair to watch this guy. And you know what's even funnier? They also have another goat, honestly, like one of the best on their team. And these assholes are one of the worst baseball teams. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's crazy because the fact it's so that bad. He, the fact that he's such a great hitter and he's a pitcher is not fair because he knows exactly what hitters you think. He knows exactly yeah, where to go. He knows exactly how to hit him because he's a, he's a hitter. And you're right. The fact that they have it's him and it's uh. uh What's his name? The the outfielder. You know what I'm talking about. It's unfair. We'll bring it. We'll bring it next week with. I uh, hope I don't get it wrong. Show Hey Otani and another yes, Mike topic. Trout, center fielder. Mike Trout. Yeah, uh, Mike Trout, nicest guy you ever meet. This is the Wire Sports Podcast on the HDG Radio Network. Uh, don't miss the shows coming out all the time free mess on fridays that's in a couple of days cancel whatever you got going on because if you keep missing them i can't keep vouching for you um it's incredible it's a an ever-changing show are you guys still on the great debate or you're moving on to something i think we're moving on sorry 
Um, I don't. I'm not sure. It's always a mess. I think we're talking. Uh, right? Yeah, you never know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to spoil it. Actually. Okay. Yeah, don't say nothing. Uh, it was a great just go back and check out the great debate episodes. Those just came out the past two weeks. Don't forget to check out uh, True Crime for the Innocent Mind coming out. Uh, this week we've got the uh, episode on the Slenderman stabbings. So if you've never heard the story of what social media can turn someone into, go check that out in all the shows. Catch us next Wednesday at 8. Don't forget Andrew Justin's acting breakdown. I'm running out of time. This is you are Wire Sports Podcast, H2G Radio Network. Live, laugh, love like it's your last. Last uh, and stay classy. Well, we're going to talk about abortions at some point, too. Uh, yeah, government oh doesn't like them. Presentation. Absolutely, yeah. Government no. doesn't like them. Let's see if you do. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good... <laughs> wow. Richie, you're all one today. Richie's back to writing. <laughs> for the... <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, stay, stay tuned yeah. because we are going to have a big oh, presentation. Wow. Let's do that. I'm down. This has been an H2G Radio production.